Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to the Skeleton Key Podcast. I'm your host, Kagan, and with me, as always, it's Keegan. And my brother, Tate. What's up, Tate? What's up? What's up? Um, first off, how are you guys doing today? Not too bad. What about you? Yeah, honestly, not, not horrible. I just stacked rock all day. I f- dude, I should, a fucking I... mouse, like this fucking big, like full bore ran at me. Did you kick it? No, I didn't kick it. I threw a rock at it. Oh. Like, you know, that, that actually happened. Actually, I was scared the fuck of me. I opened the box up, and there was a giant-ass fucking mouse, and it jumped on the rock on the ground and started fucking running at me. First a turkey, and now a mouse. <laughs> the turkey story. I'll, I'll tell it one day whenever Tate brings it up, because that's when I'll know it's really necessary to tell. Um, but, <clears throat> no, um, so this week I, I did have a, um, I had a, I had a murder episode planned, but with moving last week, cause I felt pretty much got finally moved in. Thank God. Um, I decided to just do like a more relaxed one this week. So our story this week is a favorite. Oh, some more horror in the heartland. Horror in the heartland. Hell yep. yeah! Yeah, I remember today you said you like how much you liked it last time. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, no. So I mean, you know, the same as this week uh, last time. I'm just gonna be reading some stories from it and shit. Just like some of my favorites. I think I read the first 75 pages. I have 11 stories to tell. I have 11 Speak. stories. Yeah. Um, but no, um, I just want to get things um, off the bat. Or sorry, just um, uh, make an announcement first. Not really announcement, but they will be gone for next week. So I will be having two. Uh, other people on the show as replacements and if they do well enough they might just replace you guys see ya what wait what see ya oh fuck oh, bye you. oh fuck you guys fuck you both wow 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 when push comes to shove when push comes we'll, to we'll shove we'll just start an even better podcast and technically I'm yeah, yours <laughs> we're gonna put the skeleton key podcast six feet deep oh fuck that's actually that sounded kinda cool the Skeleton Keys podcast six feet deep. It's kind of cool. Well, Graves are involved in the show a lot, but yeah. it's not going to happen. I'll crush you guys. <laughs> Mainly because I'm helping you guys get with the fucking angel because you're using my emblem. Oh, that didn't trademark it. Fuck. We're going to trademark it before you. And you got to get a new emblem. Fucking asshole. <laughs> asshole. Like, uh, never mind. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> okay, yeah, no, so like I said, um, first 75 pages, I found 11 that I like. There were more, though. Like, there were, like, a, like, like several more like that I like from each one but these are the ones that I like the most and I think you guys are really gonna fucking like this or like like some of these okay first off this is like I said a mid um, a midwestern story time part two and I wrote these and, and I did like read the stories and write these in my own words because no offense to Kevin McQueen but I did not understand some of the fucking like his some of his like phrasing and paragraphs last time it was really trippy okay so story one is I, I called it Hanging Club. Hanging Club. Howard S. was a student was a 16-year-old student at Northside High School located in Fort Wayne, Indiana. <laughs> he, so he may, have, he may have seemed like a normal teenager, but what no one knew was that Howard, along with some of his classmates, were a part of a secret suicide club. <coughs> the cl- he's 16. Keep that in mind. The club's motto, you ask, uh, to find out just how long someone could be hanged without dying. That's your club motto. That's their club motto. This is like a hell of a club. He's <laughs> 16, man. I can't get over this. That's, that's something I would join if I was in high school. In some ways, I wish you would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but Howard may have taken the motto too seriously. For his parents found his lifeless body swaying from the rafters of their basement on June 17th, 1934. 
Howard's parents said in hindsight they thought something strange was happening as their son would come home like on several different occasions with severe thick um, like red rope burns adorning his neck. Did not fucking like anything on dawn on him that he was. I just what were you guys what were you guys go doing when you were sixteen, Tate? Playing puss. <laughs> no. Playing puss and playing Fortnite. Yeah, playing Fortnite. It's about the quite quite the opposite. Keith, I've seen some videos of like you show me on Snapchat. I've seen like videos of like you guys throwing rocks and bananas, you and Zach at dumpsters. Oh yeah, we used to break chairs and shit at school. Hmm, interesting. It's like chairs are gonna throw in the dumpster. You just fucking throw them in the in the parking lot. <laughs> Wow, that's so wholesome. I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking. <clears throat> you but no. Jeweling out of my mind. Ah, dude, no. Well, like, hey, they didn't have, like, that stuff quite yet. The jewels, like, were close to, like, like I think I was a senior when they came out. Something like that. But, like, when I was a freshman, we were still just fucking smoking, like, swishers. We were all just smoking swishers. Like, see, yeah, the grape cigars, cigarillos. We were just fucking, like, inhaling those, like, Jimmy's Clan I used to. Actually, Clay was like cigarettes more. He did. Um, I do want to point out some real quick before we get on the next story. Uh, like, what was the point to see how long? Like, 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 if it's if okay, if the point was to see like how long they could like hang themselves before they died. Who's who? How are they gonna know what the time is? Like, who are they gonna tell? Yeah, what the... is there? You're killing yourself. So how do you, how do you know how long it is? Or now, how are they gonna know? Then I have one of them sitting there watching. No, they just, they just did it on their own time. No, I th- okay. Can you imagine how weird that would be if your parents walked in? They just saw you both hanging your, each yourselves. Well, no, like you, like like if you and Zach like were like hanging yourselves in front of each other. I was I was saying more like Zach is hanging himself, and I'm standing there with a timer watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking more along that, but <laughs> no, okay. I don't. I I hope not. That that makes it worse act, in a way. That makes it well, not really. I don't. I don't know. They're still in a damn club scene. (laughs) They're sixteen. They're not. (laughs) They asked for it. Yeah, I mean, especially if his parents were like, I mean, yeah, he'd come home with like you know some like red rope burns on his neck a couple times, but we did. What did they think? It was just boys being boys. Yeah. Oh, he's just strangling. Just roughhousing. Yeah. Just yeah. Um, Okay. Here's a (laughs) story number two. We're moving on. Story number two. Uh, This one I've titled "Finally Over It." A woman named Lucy W. It's not, like in a lot of these stories are just like first name and then like last initial. Lucy W. of Kokomo, Indiana. Kokomo. The, yeah, I've never been to Kokomo. Have you? Really? Yeah. I, I'm, or maybe I have. I can't think of like why I would like why I'd go to Kokomo. It isn't like four hours away. It's like on the very edge of Indiana. It's a button. Mm-hmm. To the very north. It's like it's a couple hours above Indy, probably. Could be about three hours. Or it's probably like three fourths of the way up. Ugh, jeez. I don't know. I've never been there before. Okay, so anyways, Lucy W. of, Co- of Kokomo, Indiana, decided to commit suicide on September first, nineteen o one, at the age of one hundred and twenty-two. Hmm. <laughs> one hundred and twenty-two. After starving herself for a short period, she finally ended it all by throwing herself down a flight of stairs, ending her very long and presumably depressing life. 122 years old. <laughs> you imagine living that long and then just, and that's how you go out. Wanted to kill yourself? No, seriously. I did the math, dude. She was born in, this was in 1901. She was born in 1799. Jesus. That woman lived through three fucking centuries. Literally. The 1700s, technically, whole 1800s, and then one year to the 19th. Let's see how long she would live if she didn't kill herself. I, I hope, I wouldn't think it. 
that much more. I mean, it, when someone hits like 79 these days, I'm going like, oof. Well, not really, but like she, it's 122. She's not Wolverine. She can't live. She can't live that much longer. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Uh, so story number three. This is called. I have this marked. Don't drink unmarked things. And take this. You, you can. You'll know this. Like how bad this is right off the bat, or like once we get like in the middle of it. So, <clears throat> in December 1888, Richard B., a resident of 106 McHenry Street in Chicago, was looking for something to drink to parch his dry throat. After rummaging through his cupboard, he noticed a green label-less bottle that contained a, re a dark red liquid. So, thinking it was wine, Richard chugged every last drop contained in the bottle. <laughs> in fact, he drank it so greedily that he failed to notice the vile and bitter aftertaste that it produced. Richard had accidentally drank embalming fluid. Oh. <laughs> oh, when I was reading this book, man, I swear, like, every third page had an, had, like, or every second page or third had an embalming, like, of someone that accidentally drank or did it on purpose to kill themselves. I guess embalming fluid was, like, very available. Everyone just fucking had it. Back in the day? Or, yeah, like, yeah, it, it was, it was in his, like, it was in his pantry. <laughs> he came in bombing fluid yeah. in your fucking pantry. pantry. Uh, so I, I, I did read that back then they used to um, like do the embalming process at the house in they, the 1800s. They'd fucking separate it. Well, I think uh, his wife's mom had died and they did her um, like, you know, process in their living room. And I guess the horrible, horrible mortician just left a bottle of embalming fluid in their fucking pantry. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the, mor the mortician. Either that or he left it there and his wife put it in there. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, he, he fucking drank embalming fluid. Uh, so the doctor was called, but there was nothing that they could do for poor Richard, who went through various levels of fever and convulsions before finally dying in his bed five hours later. An autopsy of his body would find that his stomach had literally been burned out as Richard had essentially embalmed himself alive. Ugh. <laughs> when I was writing this, I, was, I thought to myself, I was like, man, he, he's, he got himself ready for his own funeral. That he doesn't. That he didn't know he was going to be having. Yeah, they don't have to fuck with anything. He got now. himself. He got himself ready for his own funeral that he didn't know was going to happen. Like that <laughs> day. <laughs> <laughs> he got himself for a funeral, ready for a funeral that he that he didn't know was happening. <laughs> that was like just some sick ass bullshit. I thought I was like, God damn. Oh my god. So story number four is death by radio. So Phil H was a recently laid off iron worker in Chicago who decided that he wanted to kill himself. Um, but by, but putting his skills as an electrician to good use on May 11th, 1932, Phil attached electrodes to his chest that he had made by soldering razor blades to some wires, Ooh. as well as laying a wet rag on each one before, t before tightening a belt around his sternum to hold his sternum to hold them in place. But he fucking stab himself with the razor blades. No, or? no, no. He, he made them into like, like conductors, like, cause the razor blades are like attached to wires. Yeah. But they're not like, no, no, he laid them flat. Oh, yeah, okay. you're going to see why. Um, he then attached the ends of the wires to a B battery eliminator in his radio, essentially turning his radio into a high-volt amp conductor. <laughs> After the wires were crossed, Phil was fried then and there, and his death became the first known case of suicide by radio. Jesus. Wow. Probably the only case. I... <laughs> I, I, you know, let's do a whole episode, like, you know, a whole relaxed bit episode in the future about just death by radio. If there are, like, at least four. Multiple. There's four. Like, if one, it has to be, like, various. Like, you have to, like, someone has to get beaten with a boom box. Like, a radio's got to fall out of a window. It's got to be something like that. 
realistically, like, none of them are as cool as this. This guy may turn his radio into, into a fucking electric chair. Yeah. Well, um, most people don't try to kill themselves with radios, I don't think. I, I, you know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Just use a gun. If you got the money, buy a gun. You're killing yourself. You don't need it. If you have nothing to lose, steal a fucking gun. You're, you're trying to kill yourself anyway. Just use a gun. It's so simple and fast, and you feel nothing. Or and then, but then you have people like jumping from a bridge. Or just don't kill yourself. That's... No, don't kill yourself. But like, <laughs> don't don't do. It. But like, if, that's okay, an even better. Solution. Okay, well, how about this? Like, what if it's like you know, like yeah, you, like you have to. Like, you're, like you're stuck in an ISIS internment camp. <laughs> you're like, hey, this you. is what they're gonna do it for you. It's okay. That's true, actually. Just, get... just go out swinging. Or blasting, and I mean yeah. one blast. Oh, if I had a gun, I'd try to kill as many as I could before they killed me. I would too. I would, I would try to take as many out as I could too. Yeah. Was it line from like um like that Mark Wahlberg movie where he was like, "If I don't go home, Lone you don't Survivor. go home." Yeah, it was it Lone Survivor. No, like where he was like, "If I don't go home, you don't go home," because he, he had the grenade pin pulled. It was like when like the <laughs> like those like eleven guys <laughs> fought like six hundred people. Yeah, vicious yeah, Lone Survivor. Lone Survivor, yeah, Lone Survivor. <laughs> Dan Bazarian was in it. Was he really? Yeah. What? When? Nah, he, he didn't look like he does now. When he was younger. <laughs> what, did he look healthier or, like, better? Healthier. Can't look much healthier than that man does now. Well, yeah, you can. Didn't he look, he, he looked, he looked better, like, years ago, didn't he? Didn't he have two heart, he had two heart attacks before he was 40, today, or, like, 38 or something like that. Yeah, didn't he's remember? still huge and jacked. I guess it's Viagra's or some shit. Yeah, he took, like, 100 milligrams of Viagra. The legal I dose, would say it was also Coke, too. The legal I mean, dose is, like, 50. I think they said he took a hundred. Damn. Why? What the fuck? <sighs> That's I don't know, man. I don't need Viagra. <laughs> I don't need Viagra. <clears throat> um, okay, so we're moving on. Uh, you're, aren't you like a gas station rhino pill kind of guy? <laughs> They're called st- stackers. That's what you said, wasn't it? They're called stackers. Yeah, yeah. No, I love uh, yeah stackers. Like Stack they're like gas. The energy pill. No, no. Yeah, they're gas station fucking. Pills like that. Uh, Sam's brother used to fucking take them. Also, I was thinking about like rhino pills that make your like. Oh, you mean from like? I don't yeah, need those. We man. got Zach to take one. What happened? Nothing, because he was too drunk. I don't think anything would have happened. <laughs> I, think, I, I think Zach's know. immune. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't get up. You just can't get it up, <laughs> Zach. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, because he listens to these regularly, doesn't he? No, I have no clue. Okay, so yeah, we're moving on. Uh, story number five. I have labeled. I have labeled pyromaniacal mad scientist. So, <clears throat> an eccentric inventor based out of Chicago named William S. Ha- had made it his mission to create a new type of explosive that was just as powerful as dynamite, but was much safer to use. You know, it's not going to end well yeah. if it starts out with dynamite and it's, yeah. in, and it's in that book. Yeah. For a William S. So. William told his friends and acquaintances that he was on the verge of finally nailing down the formula and that he would have the final product that very afternoon. A couple hours later, however, on July 14, 1932, witnesses saw William's machine shop explode from the inside, destroying half the fucking building. What was, what was left of his body was near a workbench, while William's decapitated head had been thrown to the other side of the room. <laughs> Wait, what did Nikola Tesla do? Didn't he do something that was like... That, the the earthquake, earthquake. The, he, yeah, he did the earthquake was, thing, but yeah. that was, but you know, like that's not like you know people don't like that's not like historical fact, but like they're oh. just like there's a police officer who like went straight to his boss because he was in that area and he said that that, that, that happened because he was like or like there was like, a, poli- a group true. of police, there's like a group of police. It is true. 
I, I, I personally, I mean, he was a mess. He was a crazy scientist. I mean, look what he did. I could see something. Maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe if you have an imagination, you'd like to think it's possible. I, I, I think it's possible. I, I, I would like to think that the man made a fucking earthquake machine <laughs> that like <clears throat> that like shook New York City or wherever he was. <laughs> I forget where. I think it was New York City. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, <clears throat> but no, Tate, you, you remember like that, like, they, was stuff like this just available to people back then? Like, all Badly. these chemicals, all these, you know, like how, like, back then, like, in the early 1900s, you, if you had fucking, um, asthma, you could be prescribed, like, chloroform, um, heroin, <laughs> Wait, no, what ether. was that show you were watching the other day? Yeah, that's... On YouTube, remember the kids' toys? What was yeah, that one? Yeah, that, that, that was on, set. yeah, that was on, like, the dangers of, like, the 1950s, because they talked about, like, people, <laughs> like, how they just made everything, like, electrical, like, I think I told you, Keith, like, they made a fucking electric, like, towel rack that was supposed to heat the towel, but it burnt, it's oh, like, fire, yeah. a house fire, but, like, yeah, um, on that YouTube video, like, they sold, like, uranium dust or pl- plutonium dust in like 1950s like kids chemist says you could get it came with like a like a working bunsen bur- burner that shit that makes uranium bombs yes like hell? like radioactive material yeah you could get it yeah it was, so i just stuff like this was it just could you just you could just buy it i guess now they give us a tannerite yeah now now all we have is tannerite now you can buy acid i'm pretty sure you could probably still buy acid somewhere if you wanted to yeah if you want to get fucked up <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll never go anywhere near acid. Fucking daredevil. Fucking um, a- anyone. Uh, I thought you were talking about the drug acid. I was. Oh, no. okay. I was talking like like just because like what acid does to people in movies. I don't want to get anywhere near acid. <laughs> I'm gonna throw you in a tub of acid. Oh God. If we if you ever do the acid bath, dude. I'm gonna do George John. Hey, see, I remember his name. I'm forgotten about him. For the nine thousand fucking time. <laughs> we'll we'll I'll do. He's coming soon, man. He's coming to John George. Hey, acid bath killer coming he, soon. He better. We will. Okay, so story number six. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong season. On the night of October 22nd, 1992, a young maid named Marie C. Marie C. With a C it's, it sounded kind of weird. Was walking on the side of the Lincoln Highway when she became an, the unfortunate victim of a hit-and-run accident. It was killed by the car then and there. <laughs> the problem here is that since it was the season of the witch... Every passing motorist who saw Marie's lifeless corpse thought it was just a very realistic fake Halloween decoration. The entire night, hundreds of people ran over what they believed was a giant straw stuffed doll with intent and purpose, as it was nothing but good old-fashioned fun for them. The next day, a local resident finally realized that it was not a mannequin and horrifyingly reported the incident to police. Is not a fucking pancake? Poor Marie was identified only by the clothes that she wore, as every one of her bones had been pulverized nearly into dust, and her flesh laid around it with a gelatinous-like consistency. Oh, ew. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's what they so, did, like, shovel her up? If that's, if, if that's, like, how they essentially described it in the book, yeah, you'd have to use, like, a snow shovel <laughs> just to get this woman off oh. the road. I mean, can you just... Damn vacuum. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, you, you that, that news comes out, like, the next day or whatever, and then you were one of the people that were, they're just sitting, like, you're just sitting, like, in, like, in church or something like that, and then you hear about that, and you're like this. God. And you're, like, one of the ones that ran her over. Nice Sunday. <laughs> and the worst part is, is, this was in, like, a small-ass town, so not everyone could just fucking lie and say they didn't do it. Like, if someone says they didn't do it, it's like, at some point, one of you guys had to have done it. It was, like, over 100 people. That's so fucking awful. Um, so, story number seven is, I have titled, 
dumbass sword swallower. Ooh. Yeah. Sword swallower. Sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of a sword swallower. No, no, no. I am not. I'm not e- in either one of those meanings. Um, <laughs> especially this. This story doesn't involve a sword, though. A penis? No, it's not a penis, dude. No. <laughs> So, Bob R. was a carnival sword swallower who wanted to give his audience in Jacksonville, Illinois, a little more than his usual routine. On June 2nd, 1936, Bob used his incredible swallowing ability, yeah, I I worded it like that, (laughs) to shove the barrel of a 12-gauge shotgun down his throat, hoping that the onlookers would enjoy the sound of a mini explosion from inside his belly. What? He pulled a fucking trigger? There was no bullets in it. He lit a fuse, and he lit a fuse. Um, oh wait, yeah. So, so he lit a fuse, and he waited. Uh, the fuse went off, and uh, Bob must have like not really thought about the amount of percussive force that would be generated, um, because he would die a couple of days later in the hospital, like internal bleeding or some shit. Yeah, because the blue is inside. Yeah, like there was no like there was no um like bullets or anything. I mean, he just lit a fuse on it, but like your tiny little squishy organs and your intestines. What and, the like, hell did he? Especially in your stomach. What was in the fuse, like at the bottom? There's nothing. It's just that that much fucking power, in that like small of an area. Oh, so, I, I, okay. I'm sure like there was some kind of way he put like gunpowder in it. Oh, that's what I was like. Yeah, yeah. How did blow this. up? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he did it, but he did. So much for being the throat goat. Yeah. And <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Can we start calling sword swallowers throat goats? <laughs> uh, which which sword swallower? No, no, not not the kind that that do it for entertainment. Carnival, the kind that do it like <laughs> yes in public. The kind that do the kind that swallow actual metal swords. Oh, the, they don't do that. They don't they like fucking like roll up like when they like do that and then. Oh it's, no! It's not like a fake sword. They're real swords. Don't they shove a whole sword down there? Yeah, there's no the way. Yeah, they yeah yeah they can. I've seen videos and it like it's like a you know the thing that you slap on your wrist. It does. I'm that. sure you're thinking of magicians. I'm talking about like the actual people that do it. Yeah, well, you can swallow a fucking sword that long down their throat without fucking without cutting, their... cutting their stomach. I mean, that's all the, that long. That's all it in your stomach. I you take you guys like this is... in your esophagus only goes so long before it goes in your intestine and starts bending. So it's. I'm, sh- right I'm sure, like, them. okay, so you're talking about, like, like, the ancient, like, just, like... I think like, they just the ancient... the shit out of their insides. I think that, I think that it's very much real. But mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think everyone you see that do it is being truthful. I'll do it tomorrow, then. Okay, then I'm, I'll go buy you, I'll go buy you a, a katana. Here, let's, okay. since you think it's real, let's see you do it, and then we'll... Do I look like Bob R? Uh, you, <laughs> you are the throw goat. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking stupid. <laughs> I've, seen you, I've seen you throw some meats before. Jesus. Shut the hell up. <laughs> okay, so story number eight is called, um, I have it titled, <laughs> Bitchy Mobster. So, <clears throat> Sam Cardinelli, an infamous mobster in Chicago, was set to be hanged on April fi- uh, 15th, 1921. Sam, however, argued that due to daylight savings time... Mm. He would be losing an hour on this earth, and he demanded to get one extra hour. Officials did not accommodate his demands and literally had to carry Sam to the noose while he, was, while he still sat in his chair as he refused to use his legs in any way. Um, so, so he's nice. So he, he's little, oh, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't mess up. I just, I just want to say, this guy's a huge bitch. He's like, I want an extra hour. And they're, he's like, I'm not walking. So they, they're carrying him to the fucking chair. He's a huge bitch because he's about to get killed. 
<laughs> fucking walk either. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd be a bitch. I wouldn't. Either, oh, no, oh no, no, no. I wouldn't. No, no. I wouldn't do it just because I don't want to. He's doing it for. He's either no. doing it for that specific reason, or he's just. I'm assuming that's probably why he's doing it. Yeah. You, just just don't go because you don't want to die. Is a bitch now because you don't want to fucking die. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I said. Just do. Just go because you don't want to die. Don't do it because it's like well, I want an extra hour. Just. I don't know, man. Like I would fucking fight like hell. Like you'd have to. They'd have to fucking drag me kicking and screaming if I ever, for some whatever reason, ended up on death row. I wouldn't go quietly. Um, so he also he wouldn't get up. So he, they literally had to hang him in his chair. But I mean, like, like the trap door like left and like and like you know the chair fell, but like he still hung him from it. Uh, but this isn't the end of Sam's story just yet. For police had found that Sam's family had paid for the ambulance that was supposed to th- to like take his body away, and a search of the ambulance would find a large heating pad, an electric battery, an oxygen tank, and and multiple syringes containing an unknown liquid. Um, this was to no avail because in the end, the warden decided to play things safe and keeping and kept Sam's lifeless corpse for an extra hour, as well as having the ambulance that the family paid for parked and put in a vehicle yard. Sweet. Um, but no, I just want to know, like, what the fuck were they going to... What did they have planned? To, like, try to bring him back to life? There's a bunch of adrenaline in the syringe, I'm assuming, or some shit? Maybe. I mean, this is 19... Well, I don't know if they had a drill in 1921. Did they? No. Bunch of Narcan. <laughs> what the fuck could they have used? I don't know, man. It, it straight up just said, like, an un, unidentifiable liquid. Or, like, unknown liquid in the book. Holy water. Holy water. What's that gonna fucking do? Hydrate splash him. Hydrate <laughs> I'm gonna splash you with some holy water. And the water will probably burn. Your skin would boil. <laughs> whatever man so uh this well, fuck you <laughs> so this you one satanist is, i'm not a satanist fuck you so uh story number nine here we got two more uh this is i have titled scary old timey doctor <laughs> old timey doctor yeah scary old time any, any doctor in eight in the 1800s like 1896 is scary as fuck Oh, yeah, I'd imagine. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, and this guy didn't either, and you're going to see how that how this fucking goes for him. So, on October 7th, 1896, an unnamed doctor was convinced that his wife of many years was trying to acquire his property from out from underneath him, and he decided to take matters into his own hands. One night, during an argument, the doctor stabbed his wife in the chest with a long surgical knife, and as she lay dying, he stabbed her again. This stab wound left her unable to get up uh, but she slowly died on the floor, so she's not dead yet. But she can't move because she's been stabbed twice. But I would imagine it's like a long. It probably looks like a fillet knife because doctors, all, all their tools from back in the day looked horrifying. So it probably looked like a giant curved fillet knife or some shit. Rambo's knife looked horrifying. Yeah. Can you imagine? He, just, he has a K bar. Yeah, he just pulls a K bar out. <laughs> uh, so this being 1890, 1896, however, the doctor either because he was a man of science and wanted to learn. Or because he hated his wife this much, <coughs> decided to, that he should gain whatever medical knowledge that he could get from his still alive wife's body. Over the next four hours, the sadistic surgeon watched his dying wife and jotted down notes in his journal. And every now and then, he would stab her in random parts of her body just to see what would happen. Um, he then left his wife to go eat a bowl of oyster stew, and afterwards, he bought a pistol. Uh, she died while he was away, and he put the gun to his own head when he got back and pulled the trigger and, like, blew his brains out. Oh. The strangest 
or whatever you want to part you want to call to this story, um, is that the doctor's elderly and deaf father sat in the very next room, unable to hear anything that was happening. I think the most fucked up part about it is when did why the fuck did he go get oyster soup after, <laughs> after brutally That's stabbing what you're his worried wife? About? That's weird. Oh, I, okay, so like he he left his like you know bleeding wife that looks like a human pincushion on the floor for like hours. Oyster and they, soup. And they went to go get yeah. They went to go get oyster soup. Who gets <laughs> then, who, then he fucking killed himself. Yeah, and then he fucking shot himself in the head. All while his deaf dad sat in the room next door and didn't hear anything. It seems like God. he had uh, more deep down problems. Something going on. I think this guy had a lot of irons in the fire. If that makes any sense. At least it wasn't bat soup. True. Bat soup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what they call bats? Um, bats, right? Chicken in the cave. Chicken in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> That's how COVID started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, hey, that fried bat sandwich looked delicious, though. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, Whammy. <laughs> Whammy. So, uh, we got um, second to last. <clears throat> second to last. Story number 10. Um, do not associate with this family whatsoever is the title of this one. A seasoned butcher by the name of Jacob W. achieved his dream of opening his very own market, which was located on 2359 Wentworth Avenue in the city of Chicago. Chicago, Chicago had a huge fucking part, chap, like chapter in the book. Clearly it's gigantic. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming so. Uh, so however, the breaks... The breaks on the story come to a screeching fucking halt before they even start. A couple weeks later, Jacob's whole family died of an unspecified occurrence, leaving Jacob to kill himself shortly after. After their, you know, after their deaths, Jacob head clerk, Jacob's head clerk took over running the store, but things went badly for him as well. That same week he bought the store, J the clerk's daughter fell into a pickling vat, which scalded her body, to, like which scalded her body and killed her. Um, and the clerk would die a week later under mysterious circumstances. That's what the book said, at least. And that's not, that's not all, though. After the death of the head clerk, a man bought the building and was quickly murdered in it. And a couple weeks later, like after that, a young Italian man killed himself underneath the building's porch. Great building, though. One more. Um, and on March 19, 1913, the building was finally taken down by a fire started inside of it. The building did get three final victims, though, killing a woman and her two children as the, that they as they were renting a room um, in the building during the fire. The building is taking lives. Yeah, um, that's like two. That's that's first off. That's um, like seven off the top. Like just for me, like count. And it didn't say how many like guys this like this or how many like how many like how big this guy's family was in the beginning. So I think it's like seven or eight, just without counting like how many there were in the family. I don't know what the fuck was going on at fucking uh, 2359 Wentworth Avenue, but... We can go and find out. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh, shit, I don't know if I want to go there, dude. It sounds like Elm Street. Uh, so, this is our final story, guys. And I wrote this one today during lunch because I thought it'd be a nice little intro, like funny ending. Well, if you want to call this funny. Is this, you think death is funny? The way these people kill, like, kill themselves well, is kind of funny. Right that book he called suicide awesome. So. Yeah, that true. was an awesome suicide. I'm not going to step back on that one. Okay, so story number eleven, our final one. I have titled William Tell. You know what? You guys know who um, William Tell is? No. Hmm? No. No. He was um he was like a famous archer, from like like an old story. 
So on July 31st, 1932, uh, in Delaware, Ohio, uh, two friends named Leonard H. and Emery H. were bo- <laughs> this lazy man were bored and looking for something to do. Uh, one of them then suggested putting tin cans on their heads and shooting them off using a bow and arrow. I played that game on my computer when I was little. Shoot the apple. Oh, yeah. Apple shooter. Dang. Yeah. This, this is apple shooter. <laughs> well, tin cans. <laughs> so Emery decided to play the target first, and after Leonard pulled back the arrow, he released it, missing the can and hitting his friend Emery directly in the left eye. <laughs> it didn't say that he died, but I'm assuming he did. Eh? It also didn't say how old they were. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so. I'm not getting shot in the fucking face with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Again, why are people this stupid? This is, I'm pretty sure this is the same year that that, that, um, that guy shot his, his, his toothache out or tried to with a revolver. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is the same year. So yeah, people just. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I played with like monster trucks when I was a kid. You know, I didn't I didn't try shooting my an arrow at my friend. I got sh- I, we shot each other with airsoft guns. That's about it. I don't know. But no, yeah. So that's the end, that's the end of um our relaxed episode for this week. What you guys think? Liked I like it. Book. What was your you like that book? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll there's some more there like it. I'll I'll find one. I'll find them and I'll get I'll get a few more stories. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh, so many. Which one's your favorite? Like of all of them? Yeah. The, the shooting the tooth on that was pretty fucking funny. It's no, no, tooth. like this one. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, this one. Yeah. Uh, the bow one. The bow one? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Mine was the 122-year-old like or woman the, killing uh, herself. Or the girl getting ran over by the car. Like, nine <laughs> the car. I, I still can't get over the oyster soup, so I'm going with that one. <laughs> You're going with the doctor who's just like, he would just go, go like this every now and then. Fascinating. Yeah, they, then he killed himself, so his shit didn't even matter. Yeah, with with his dad in the house. He wrote it down in notes. Here's the notes. <laughs> oh yeah, wait, did he, did he, I'm sure he, I'm sure they found the notes. Yeah. Can you imagine like reading them and just going like, here here's where it gets bad it. though. It's like when the doc, it's like when the, the doctor that reads it is goes like, interesting. That's why that's when doctor that's why doctors were scary back useful. then. That's why doctors were scary back then though, Tate. Yeah, I mean, he probably actually found out some stuff. Oh, I guarantee there was stuff he not learned. Not that it's not not that it's good at what he it did. Is, it wasn't good no. But no, yeah, so that's the... Oh, sorry, Keith, what was your favorite one? Oh, yeah, the oyster soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, yeah that one's weird, too. He could have gotten any other food. And it might I think the oyster have, soup's weird as fuck. It might not have stuck with me. And I don't know how Kevin McQueen knew that. I don't know how he found that out. Especially like, after he got done yeah. sitting in his wife's pool of blood, and then he got oyster fucking soup. Yeah, because this... <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. I mean, but keep in mind, that was in 1896. Yeah, but it was his that, favorite meal. That, no, that book was published in, like... 2013 or something like that. I don't know how the hell Kevin McQueen found that little <laughs> detail about. Maybe it was his favorite meal. Then he was gonna shoot himself. It was his last meal. <sighs> I'll eat oyster soup, but I wouldn't make it my last. I like oyster Keith. Ew. I would eat yeah, it. Yeah, I'd eat it. Disgusting. Fuck you. Fuck you guys. Disgusting. It's like semen in your mouth. <laughs> so you're slimy. I like shit. it. Then get fried oysters. You don't have to get them raw. Eh. <laughs> you don't like seafood. Yeah, I like crab. Okay, and fish. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, man. But no, yeah, so uh, I, I guess... It's not crustaceans. Like, I, I love any kind of meat. What? Even dick? Fucking no. You saying dick a lot this episode. <laughs> you said you like all kinds of meat? You're saying dick oh a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, um, but no, yeah, so that's, um, that's the end of the episode this week. Next and week. Um, the, our host just came out of the closet. Drop a like, leave a comment, and be sure to put your meat in Kagan's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he likes it. He does not like it. He does not like it. Unless it's actual fucking, like, edible meat. <laughs>